0: Okay, Kevin. For the grand prize of one million dollars, what color is the White House? Um, I know this. I know this. I know this. Um, five seconds. Oh, switching to Geico could save you a bunch of money on car insurance. Okay, judges, that's true, Kevin. They'll allow it. Congratulations, you're a winner. Woo. Geico, because saving fifteen percent or more on car insurance is always a great answer. To our show. Log Talk Radio. Thank you for joining our show today. My name is Wanda McKinley. I am your host along with my co host, Stephanie Alford. I am the founder of We are Survivors. We are Survivors is a nonprofit organization and our purpose is to provide a stable environment for abused and battered men, women, and children by providing temporary shelter, counseling, and employment training. We want to help individuals transition from abusive situations to being self-sufficient in society. We are survivor's vision is to empower men and women and to show them that they can and will survive and thrive in society on their own as well as uplift them and provide them with a new life and with a new perspective of a normal life should be by enhancing and elevating them. I am a survivor of domestic violence. I was molested from the age of 7 to 12, and from the age of 13 to 18, I was draped by my biological father as well as my stepfather. My ex-husband Was also abusive. He was sexually, financially, verbally, emotionally, and physically abusive, and I was with him for 12 years. God has called me to be transparent so that I may help men, women, and children who have walked or may still be walking in my shoes. Hello, Stephanie. How are you doing today? I am good. What about yourself? I'm good, getting over, recuperating from Thanksgiving uh, holiday, which was wonderful. I got to relax and spend time with family and actually just be still. How was your Thanksgiving? Oh, uh, it was good. Um, I spent time with family, not as much as because uh, my girls were gone to East Texas, so it was just my son here, and so, but oh, well, it was still right. good. Feel good. Great. Mm-hmm. Well, it's always good Holiday season um, It's always good to spend time With family um, And really enjoy one another I did uh, Before we get into our fundraising stuff Posted something this week uh, I think it was maybe yesterday It just simply said For a lot of abusers The holiday season is not always jolly It's not always a happy time for them because a lot of victims and survivors are separated from loved ones, especially if they were the ones that was doing the abusing. So I just never thought about it that way, but there are some victims and survivors that this time of year is not so pleasant for them. So I do want to acknowledge those individuals and let them know that we are praying for your strength And hopefully one day that those wounds will heal because this is a joyous time. Every day of the year is a joyous time. But, of course, we emphasize more on family time and enjoying when there's this company when it comes to the holidays. I just wanted to acknowledge those that are suffering in silence that do not view this time as a happy moment that we are praying for you and not overlooking you and just let you know that, you know, if you need someone to talk to or um, someone just to listen, we're here for that as well. So Stephanie, tell us about our fundraising event. All right, we ha- we currently have several fundraisers that we could use assistance with. Um, we have our Kroger Plus Reward. So, if you currently have a Kroger Plus Reward card, or if you are willing to go and get a Kroger Plus Reward card, which there's no calls for, um, and you link it to We Are Survivors by going to Kroger.com, completing um, that information, and start typing in We Are, and it'll pull up We Are Survivors. So, connect it to We Are Survivors, and each each quarter, according to how much you spend, is you, you're going to continue to shop just like you normally shop. According to how much you spend, they'll send us a donation. Um, the same thing with tumtum You just go to tumtum.com, and you link your court uh, to Tum Thumb. I mean, we are survivors, and they'll do the same thing. Then we also have the CPN discount card. So you get discounts all over the U.S. That one's only 15 Um, A year, We Are Survivors get half of that. then we have the Compass Bank um, reward that we do. If you currently have a Compass Bank account, if you go and open one up and link it to We Are Survivors, they'll send us a donation according to, you know, how how you use your account. And then we also have the Purple City Project, which is dealing with um, photography, taking pictures. And I always wanted to explain that one because she has taken her pictures and she took some beautiful pictures. So I will turn Mm. the Purple City Project over to you, Wanda. Go ahead. Thank you. Well, the Purple City Project is a photography campaign for domestic violence awareness. And it can be personal. It can be a family shoot. It can be professional. You just have to have some type of purple, whether it's purple lipstick, socks, Uh, background, it really doesn't matter, just as long as there's some purple in the picture, purple nails, toenails, no purple teeth, but just something purple in the picture. And the photographer's name is Charles, a.k.a. City, and his contact number is 214-591-1370. And he has four different packages. I'm going to go over the first two. The $55 package, which is valued at $100, is a 20-minute session. You can have up to four people. It's unlimited shots, and you have one look, which is one outfit, and two edits. So your $55 is your two pictures that you get to take home. Then you have an $80 package that is valued at $160. It's a 45-minute session of two, four people, and it's unlimited shots. You get two looks, which is two changes, and four edits. So if you have four people, each one of you all get to pick your favorite picture and take it home. That money, uh portion of the proceeds will be donated to we are survivors so that we may be able to provide hotel rooms for men, women, and children when there are no beds um, in Dallas County. A lot of people don't really understand the magnitude of the lack of beds. I'm actually working on a project right now, and it's very interesting because instead of letting someone else do it, I'm doing it because I want to do all the research. Research is knowledge. Knowledge is power. And I have found out by making some phone calls to different shelters that there's only 188 emergency placement beds in Dallas County, 188. Dallas is a ginormous county i'm not even talking about you know you have your denton county when you think of dallas you think of dallas and the surrounding areas dallas fort worth so just talking about dallas county alone it's huge and to only have 188 in 2010 there was 243 it's gone down because there have been some organizations that have combined due to lack of funds, lack of funding. It's amazing how people will go out and spend so much money on concert tickets. Um, I understand we like to be entertained, um, but we'll go out and spend money on stuff that is for our personal gain, but when it comes to helping someone else, it seems to be like pulling teeth until you're that person that needs that help. And we always, you know, figure or say, hey, that won't happen to me. You never know. You never know. So our focus um, is to really get out in the community. Um, I know I asked Stephanie about it, but I'm going to digress. And actually I do want to talk about uh, Thanksgiving. And I um, just want to touch really quick on that to hope everyone had um a great Thanksgiving, that they had time to spend with their families, that you learn something new about somebody around Thanksgiving holidays, or you notice something new or different. Or someone got a hair something different. Because you just you never know when God is gonna call you home. And it's really I hate that my family is divided and I don't talk to my father nor my sister since being obedient to God so for me, family is really, really important, and and people that are, that are tied to my organization do know that um, we're, we practice family first because a lot of us have lost, not as in they've gone on, but lost as in contact, as in physically being able to reach out to someone. So. As I said earlier, every day is a joyous day that you get to spend time with someone that you love, but even more so on the holidays, that it's really important. Even on during the Thanksgiving, as I say, break, because I'm also a student. I didn't get a break, though, in school. But I will get a two-week break for Christmas. Yes, looking forward to it. But uh, we are survivors. Has uh, I met with a minister, Wilson, and he's the pastor of New Harmony Church here in uh, Lancaster or Lancaster, And on who's saying it. They are planning a huge um, event called Convoy of Hope. And Convoy of Hope is going to, I should say minister, because it's going to be a, a, a Ministry of different things from health, health care, to the mammograms, men getting their prostate checked. They're going to have 47,000 pounds of food because they're going to be giving away groceries. And it's they're targeting to touch 5,000 lives, and it's happening here in Lancaster. Well, I, It was brought to my attention to be part of the planning committee. And I agreed, but then a couple of days later I went back and I, for whatever reason, reread my email. And lo and behold, the event is on the exact same day as we are Survivor's 5K (laughs) Walk. So what I did was I reached out to... Yeah, right. (laughs) Um, And it's actually probably... They're having it in front of uh, Lancaster Stadium, that huge grassy area. So it's right off of uh, Lancaster Avenue, and where we're having the 5K walk is probably a quarter of a mile from there. So it's like everything would be connected. So what I did was I called back and spoke with the minister. I was like, I don't, you know, I know this is your huge event. They do this all over different states, and it's a massive, it's a massive undertaking. I said, but we are survivors. we planning our first 5K. Walk for Domestic Violence Awareness Because, you know, that's our organization And what we do And um, I just happened to know this is on the exact same day October fourteenth, two 2017 And I walk And I was like, I would love to meet with you And talk about possibly Joining forces And so I met with him Wednesday he didn't know what really I was walking into But I say God has opened a huge door Um, After sitting down talking to the pastor and him explaining to me his tides and how mega huge this event is and how the city of Lancaster and the the, the Lancaster Independent School District has embraced it, now we are being pulled into and under this umbrella. So I'm excited to say that we will be working with, Um, many different organizations many different businesses and many different churches in the city of Lancaster to help boost We Are Survivors Awareness as well as our 5K walk which would probably be going on at the same time as this huge convoy of hope. To the point he's invited me to come back Saturday to meet with eight Lancaster ministers and It's amazing because, as we all know, We Are Survivors is a faith-based organization. And to have the churches back you is just an unbelievable feeling. And the thing is, you are needed in our community, and I want to introduce you to some more ministers. He said, because I have church members that need your services right now. He's like, I can talk to them, I can minister to them. He said, but I can't relate. And there's nothing, you know... It's nothing like being able to talk to someone who can honestly say, I understand what you're feeling and really mean and understand. and can tell that person what they're feeling. So that is, um, I look at it as a turning point for we are survivors because we, we really want to focus on making Lancaster or Lancaster our hub. We are growing here. Our city is has so many warehouses that are being built. So many. I made a joke about to the city manager that eventually there's not going to be places to put houses because this warehouse is going up everywhere. Every single where, There's nothing but concrete. And for me, I'm looking at this another excellent opportunity for we survivors to touch so many lives. And to get support from major corporations, one of the major corporations that's here in Lancashire, Bluebell, BMW, uh, Quaker, is Pepsi-Cola, Hyundai, just to name a few. Those those warehouses are here. Amazon is really close. It's across the freeway. It's called Cross 20. And I know some people that, you know, have connections there with that company as well. I just want to um, let people know that, yes, it is the holiday season, and I'm trying to stay away from events, but meetings are necessary because meetings is an opportunity to network. Opportunity to network is an opportunity to touch more lives and more doors open. Speaking of the holiday season, where survivors met with a lieutenant from the Lancaster Police Department. And we are going to head their Victims Advocacy Committee. city of Lancaster used to have one, but they don't have one anymore and it's needed. And so I, I met with was lieutenant, like I said, with the police department, spoke with her in depth. And the police department is really excited about working with us. So I say I'm really trying to saturate the city of Lancaster. I'm really trying to saturate and build here so we can build out, have a base, Um, have a a foundation. And um, so I'm excited about the different things that are happening right here. And not my really hometown, but my base town. Um, I wanted to also touch on, we we talked a lot about, Children, women and children. We've had men on our show. We've had a survivor who talked in depth for several re- weeks about what he endured, what he went through, what that pulled him through. And I I talk to him still quite often, and he's still in the process of Acknowledging and understanding, and really there getting help to deal with some of his emotions and some of his questions. <laughs> I wanted to touch bases uh, when it comes to domestic violence against men. It is a holiday season, and I will keep going back to that because uh, tensions, for some reason, are high. Be it money, their lack of. Um, the expectations, um, the frustration of not being able to provide for you, for a person not to be able to do what's expected. And so you have more individuals that do lash out because of the holidays. Uh, Not a suicidal specialist, but I've heard that sometimes, you know, due to, individuals missing loved ones or, you know, not being able to be that person that someone is looking up to or, you know, the expectations, then suicide rates go up during the holidays. A lot of people become more depressed during the holidays. And like I said, I just want to acknowledge that. I we do get jolly. We do get happy. We do, some of us, you know, Love Christmas and the light and the giving and the gifts and the family and the food. But there's someone that is not smiling and someone that's not happy and someone that is wishing that all of it would go away because it reminds them of something painful or the lack of. And I just want to make sure that we do focus. It is holiday season. It is a happy time, but it's also a sad time for someone. And because of that, I did want to switch up a little bit and talk about domestic violence against men. If I'm doing the research that I'm working on, it's interesting some of the statistics that go unnoticed. And I was looking at this report, and it broke down um, types of violence and the percentage and the number men versus women and not let me see in what year was this this doesn't specify the year this particular one does oh okay it was done 1999 2001 and for race No, this is in the United States, according to this. They didn't have any data on men that were raped. They didn't have a number. They had women that had reported was over 200,000. Now, for physical assault, it says for women, 1.3 million, men, 834,000. It says rape and or physical assault. So i guess they put them all together, which if you just add it up, for women it's 1.5 million, for men 834,000 because, of course, they didn't have any data for rape victims for men. And a lot of people don't realize that just men are victims as well type of assault, for instance? Men. They reported that their significant other, 15,000 men, I'm rounding these numbers, reported having something thrown at them. 18,000 reported being pushed, grabbed, or shoved. 8,000 men reported having their hair pulled. 19,000 men reported being slapped or hit. 9,000 men reported being kicked or bit. 1,700 men reported being choked or tied down. 11,000 men reported being hit with an object. 2,000 men reported being beat up. 13 or 1400 men reported being threatened with a gun. 5,500 men reported being threatened with a knife. 344 men were shot. And 2,800 men were stabbed. Now, those are just the ones that reported. Men really don't report domestic violence because of the stigma that goes with a man reporting domestic abuse. Like, really, they don't, many people don't believe it. So we're going to say statistics about domestic abuse and violence against men. Uh, Very little known is, very little is known about the actual number of men who are in violent relationships that um, are being abused or treated violently by women. And about 100 domestic violence situations, approximately 40 cases involve violence by women against men. And about 400,000 women per year are abused or treated violently in the United States by their spouse or intimate partner. So that means roughly 300 to 400,000 men are treated violently by their wife or girlfriend. So why do we know so little about domestic violence against men? Why is it that it's not reported? There are many reasons why we don't know much about domestic violence when it comes to men. First of all, of course, a lot of the um, incidences are not reported. So it appears to be very low, and it's really hard. Because men are embarrassed or make up excuses, then it's hard to get reliable estimates. And in addition, you know, years of advocacy and support to put so much resources into encouraging women to report domestic violence. That virtually encouraging men is overlooked. It's not really thought as a society that a man can really be abused. It's just unthinkable. So, and then a lot of men just really don't report it, like I said, because of a stigma. the stigma. Dy- the dynamic of uh, domestic violence is different than the dynamics between a man and a woman. And the reasons is the purposes and the motivations are often very different between sexes. And also counseling and psychology in the psychological community have responded to domestic abuse and violence against women. There's been very little investment and, and resources, which is what I said earlier, to address any type of domestic abuse or violence against men. In most cases, Uh, actually physical damage inflicted by men is much greater than any physical harm inflicted by women. So in other words, you know, how much damage can a woman really do to a man? That's what they're saying. Not really understanding the impact of domestic violence is just as great to a man than it is a woman. If, uh, if If it's assumed, for example, a man with a bruise or a black eye was in a fight with another man or was injured on the job or playing contact sports. Even when men do report domestic violence, many people are astonished and don't really believe that a man would allow a woman to beat up on him or throw some things or choke him or pin him down. Whatever the case may be, it's really hard for society to picture that not knowing that because some men are so passive, they allow it to happen simply because they can't, don't, or won't fight back. It is assumed that women are always the victim and men are always the predators. And between fifty and sixty percent of all domestic abuse and violence with Against women Now mind you That statistic can be screwed Because not, not all men Report any type of abuse And it can go on And we would never know More women are prone to come forward Than men There are many reasons Why people assume men are never victims And why women often Ignore the possibility Of really what's going on for one, you know, domestic violence has been minimized for a long time. It's just been ignored. And thank God that things are changing and people are paying attention and people are listening and and more accepted, accepting to listen and believe. The key is believing because I can tell you, what's going on with me, but if you don't believe me, it's defeating the purpose. And I think, too, with a lot of people, when it happens, it pushes a person further and further into their space, their private space, their safe haven within themselves because no one believes them. So You you do this thing where the only person you can trust is yourself. Well, if you don't have an outlet, it's not going to be so long so that begins to really affect you. What is domestic abuse and violence against women? There are no rules for understanding the emotional difference between men and women. We all know that men and women think differently, we act differently, we respond to things differently. So it's really, I don't think it's really um, easy to be able to predict how a man and or a woman is going to react. Domestic violence and abuse against men and women have similarities yet different. For men or women, domestic violence includes pushing, slapping, hitting, throwing objects, forcing or slamming a door, striking the other person with an object or using a weapon. We all know, too, that domestic domestic abuse can also be mental or emotional. However, what will hurt a man mentally and emotionally can in some cases be very different from what hurts a woman. For some men, being called a coward, impotent, or a failure can have a very different psychological impact than it would on a woman. Unkind and cruel words hurt. But they hurt in a different way, and it also lingers in a different way. In most cases, you know, men are more deeply affected by emotional abuse than physical abuse. And because you keep that emotional abuse within, a lot of times, you know, you don't know something is bothering a man emotionally until it's out there in your face know he's angered and can't pull back and reacting to something. And you're like, where did that come from? So it's always good to pay attention to those type of thing. To actually know, because a lot of times men won't share things that have happened to them as a child. Abuse for a man doesn't even have to start in their adult life. It can start in their childhood. I've done the last couple of months. I've been trying to focus on writing survival stories by about men and talking to them and getting their perspective. And one thing that is kind of common when it comes to a man who's been sexually abused as a child is them fearing and thinking that because they were abused by another man, that it's going to have a impact on their sexuality, whereas a woman does not even, it's not something that she thinks about like a man who's been violated by another man. A lot of, say, for example, as far as going back to how men and women react differently to domestic violence. The ability to tolerate and brush off a physical assault by women in front of other men can, in some cases, reassure a man that he is strong and can communicate to other men and say, "Hey, you know, she just acting up. She's crazy. She'll be all right." Whereas, if you're out in public and the thing was reversed, where a man was jumping on a woman, then the surrounding viewers of people that are the witnesses that are watching this, their reaction is going to be totally different. And that's just a prime example of how society views one different from the other. A significant number of men are overly sensitive and sensitive to emotional and psychological abuse. In some cases humiliating a man emotionally in front of other men can be more devastating than physical abuse. Some professionals have observed that mental and emotional abuse can be an area where women are often more brutal than men. Men, on the other hand, are quicker to resort to physical abuse and they are more capable of physical assaults, being more brutal, brutal, and even deadly. That is a um, prime example of the difference. That is saying to the fact that, hey, you can tear down a man by your words and break him down emotionally and really, too, spiritually. Because for a man, his pride, his ego is what he has. So if you can penetrate that and belittle him in front of others, it is devastating, more devastating to a man versus a woman. Switch. If a man, because of his strength, and majority of the time men are bigger than their women counterparts, so, yes, a man is quicker to push or shove or hit than to verbally tear you down. That's what that is saying. They're saying that men are quicker to physically attack versus verbally attack. I just think it just depends on that individual. Why does the violence? Were you saying something, Stephanie? I said I agree with that. Okay. Yeah, I just yeah. I think it just uh, with that I can't. I I wouldn't group all men together and say that's what that is. Just, I, just, I think that's an individual person because you may have a man that wants to that you know does both. Why is domestic violence against men? Yeah. I do Uh, go unrecognized. Domestic violence against men goes unrecognized for many different reasons. Main one is men don't report it. They just don't report it. There's not enough help, support for men Uh, The idea that men can be victims of domestic abuse and violence is so unthinkable to most people that men will not even attempt to report the situation. Uh, Counseling and psychological communities have responded to domestic violence against women, but not enough has done anything to stop against men. Because once again, it's kind of like, really? In most cases... Uh, the actual physical damage inflicted by men is so much greater than physical harm inflicted by women that the impact of domestic violence is less apparent and it's less likely to come to the attention of others. So if you punch a man, like I just earlier mentioned, if you punch a man you give him a black eye, they're going to think he was wrestling with his homeboy, football, basketball, you know, it's, Easily assume that when you see a man with scratches or bruises on him. But if you're a woman and you have a black eye or scratches or bruises, it's automatically assumed you're in a domestic violence situation. When in actuality, you could have been playing football or basketball or, you know, doing an active sport and caught an elbow and got a black eye. It happens. But society is so quick to see us women as victims and not the predator. When many times it's the women, and a lot of situations, women know this and use it to their advantage. Even when men do report domestic violence, many people are so astonished that they. End up feeling like nobody's gonna believe them. That, so, like I said, it's it's really widely assumed that if a man has a bruise or black eye, he was fighting with another man and/or in a contact sport. Characteristics of women who are abusive and violent. This is. This kind of it's it's really different because we are focusing on the man, and even with talking about it, it's very odd and different because mm, we think how can a woman beat up on a man? How can a woman be the aggressor? It happens. Characteristics. Of men or women who are abusive can fall into, uh, we're going to name probably three different categories: alcohol abuse. Well, so alcohol abuse is a major cause and trigger in domestic violence. People who are intoxicated have less of an impulse control and get easily frustrated and have zero tolerance, many misunderstandings, you're not listening, you only hear what you want to hear, and women who abuse men are frequently alcoholics. Alcohol can and will really hinder you to think with a clear head. Psychological disorders. There are certain psychological problems, primarily personality personality disorders, in which women are characteristically abused and violent toward men, like borderline personality disorders, a diagnosis that is found almost exclusively with women. Approximately one to two percent of all women have a borderline personality disorder. At least fifty percent of all domestic violence against men is associated with a woman who has a borderline personality disorder. This disorder is associated with suicidal behavior, severe mood swings, lying, sexual problems, and alcohol abuse. So as I mentioned earlier, when we talk about the holidays and how um, suicide rates go go up, Domestic violence calls go of, and that's because of the expectations that we put on one another. The next category happens to be unrealistic expectations, assumptions, and conclusions. Women who are abusive towards men usually have unrealistic expectations and make unrealistic demands of men. These women will typically, typically experience... Repeated episodes of depression, anxiety, frustration, and irritability, which they can attribute to a man's behavior. And it's saying, really, in fact, that mental and emotional state is the result of their own insecurities. Emotional problems, trauma during childhood, or even withdrawals from alcohol could be the blame. And they would rather blame the man for their problems than admit to their problems and take responsibility how they live their life or lives, and to do something different, to make a difference, get out of making yourself miserable. But, you know, they refuse to the enter treatment, and they even insist that the man needs treatment. Pointing their finger. Don't want to own up to your own. Taking your ownership for your actions. Instead of helping themselves, they want to blame the man for how they feel and believe that a man should do something to make them feel better. They will often medicate their emotions with alcohol. And, you know, when your man try and intervene, step in, help, then that becomes a problem. That's when the fight breaks out. How does it erupt? How does the violence erupt? There are are a number of commonly reported interactions in which violence against men erupts. One example is a very common dynamic. The woman is either mildly distressed or upset. The man notices her distress and then, you know, worries that she may become angry. The woman attempts to communicate and discuss her feelings. She wants to talk. She wants to feel supported and feel less alone. So she initially attributes some of her distress or problems to him. Well, then the man begins to feel defensive, shut down emotionally, and attempts to deal with problems rationally. He feels the fight is coming on. You know, when you're in those abusive situations, you try to do whatever you can to avoid it. You try to you know, tiptoe, walk on eggshells, whatever it is that works in that relationship for a temporary fix to try to calm the beast, we do it. The woman feels uncared for. She feels ignored, and then she gets angry. She wants him to share the problem, but he doesn't feel he has a problem then the man will attempt to remain unemotional and stay in control of himself. So once again, you're trying to not show emotion, not show that you're irritated, not show that you're angry because you don't want to arouse your abuser because then your abuser is going to feed into that anger. Your abuser is going to want to jump on that bandwagon and say, okay, well, you're screaming at me, so I'm going to scream at you. The difference is, You're just protecting yourself, and your abuser is getting ready to start screaming harmful things towards you. And if your abuser is someone that also likes to physically fight, then now you're going to fear that's the next step. So the male will avoid accepting any blame for how she feels. He's worried that she may explode at any moment, and he is certain that if he starts talking about his feelings, that's what's gonna happen. So because he is afraid to open up, talk and be honest, not only is he is he dealing with an abuser, but he's dealing with keeping his emotions bottled up, which is not good. You know, he tries to calm her down. He, you know, ends up being and looking like he's insensitive and It irritates her even more Because now She's looking at him like Why are you not Being compassionate Why are you not saying you understand When she becomes frustrated He pulls back in more The communication Begins to break down And then that's when she begins to insult him And finally he begins to know, okay, I can't take this anymore. I'm going to tell you how I feel. Then when he begins to express himself, that's when she becomes enraged and begins throwing things. And what happens is now the attack, be it verbally or physically, continue. And really, if you think about it, a man If it was reversed It's same scenario <laughs> And each person Is different Whereas you go from Verbal abuse To verbal abuse turn into physical abuse Or Vice versa Physical abuse turn into verbal abuse You When you have the male as a perpetrator, you have the um, possibility of the verbal, physical turning into rape. Because for some reason, you know, he wants... Now he's aroused at the environment and what's going on. So then you have that turn into rape. Many people don't believe a woman can rape a man. But a woman can rape a man. Uh, Unfortunately... Even in traumatic situations, your body is going to respond the natural way. I've had conversations with women who felt even more so degraded and less of a of a woman because she had an orgasm while she was being raped. And what you have to explain to someone is that your your body, that's normal reaction. It doesn't mean you enjoyed it. That's your body reacting. A lot of people say, well, how can a woman rape a man? Because a man has to be erect. Your body responds naturally to certain situations. We've always discussed why women stay in abusive situations. Well, Let's reverse that. Why do men stay in abusive situations? Is it the same? Well, one thing is, that's the same, is they protect their children. Abused men are afraid to leave their children alone with the abusive woman, and vice versa. They are afraid that if they leave, they will never be allowed to see the women, I'm sorry, the children again. And the man is afraid that the woman will tell his children he was a bad person and that he doesn't love him. Assuming blame, guilt-prone, many abused men believe it's their fault. Same with women. They feel they deserve the treatment. They assume blame for events that other people would not. They feel responsible and they have an unrealistic belief that they can and should do something that will make things better. The exact same thing for women. I think it's amazing how men and women share the same reasonings why they stay in an abusive situation. Dependency or fear of in, in, being independent. A man, people say, how can a man be fearful of being independent. What kind of man is he? The abused man is mentally, emotionally, or financially dependent on the abusive woman. And the idea of leaving that relationship creates a significant amount of feelings of depression or anxiety because they are addicted To each other. Imagine that. Same reasons. That they named. Are the same reasons why. Women. Stay in. Abusive situations. And. Now we're being told. That's the same reason why men. Stay in. Abusive situations. There are. There's help. For men. Who are victims of domestic violence. There, you know, are there are I'm going to say one or two shelters now. They were not none at all, but that's that's changing. Uh, Men can receive private counseling services to talk about talk 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 talk. Just talk. It is healing. It is powerful. It is needed to help someone get over what they've gone through. You don't want to hold on to something that someone else did because I promise you, their life is gone on. They probably don't even remember some of the things they did, but because they didn't receive it, they were on the receiving end. We, as survivors, can remember every detail, every detail, to the part all the way down to what color, shoes, socks, you name it. But that is how we had to survive, by being mindful of our situation at all times. There is a um, National Domestic Abuse Hotline, and it's simply 1-800-799-SAFE. For anyone that's listening and needs some help, men or women, the National Domestic Abuse Hotline is 1-800-799-SAFE. I just wanted to touch on domestic violence when it's the men, when it's the male, because it happens. it's not something that should be overlooked, laughed at, or pushed because it happens. And just like as a woman, we want support, men do too. Men want to be embraced. Men want to be led. Men need help too. There's not always that alpha male. Not always. Every man does not have a dominant personality. It's not, and sometimes, you know, two dominant people causes conflict. So I just wanted, like I said, with be the holiday season, end of the year. You know, we are survivors wrapping up um, for two thousand and sixteen. I did want to at least have a segment on again, because we've had one before with a male interviewing. But the other side of that to talk about what, you know, men go through and why they don't report it and um why they stay in a situations, situation. So we like I said, talk so much about women and children. And um, I also want to, once again, I want to make sure I acknowledge and thank everyone for all that they've done for We Are Survivors this year, all that people continue to do, all of the um, work, Stephanie, that you have done uh, this year. I want to also thank you. Um, We are really growing, have a lot of people that are out. Our website is um our new website is almost complete. I look at it again Tuesday. You got little, little little tweaks here and there, but it's it's almost ready to be released. That's an exciting because like I explained to the person that's designing it, that is how people get to peep into We Are Survivors on the internet. When they go to our website, I need them to see all that we do. Oh, Stephanie, you and some pictures, just FYI. Um, so it's going to be really nice just to see it differently, to have it where we can update and stay up with time. So hopefully this will be the last time we have to do a all-new webpage because this this is going to be brand new and it's going to be really nice. And um, there are some two events that I am aware of that is going on. Saturday, Bless the Mic for Cancer, it's a comedy, spoken words, live music. I've gone to two of them. You will love it. And it is at Trinity Christian Worship Center. It is I think it's ten dollars to get in. The address is thirty three hundred Gus Thomas Mesquite, Texas, seven five one five zero. And the money goes to cancer survivors and victims of whomever, of all all kinds of cancer. And like I said, you will love it. It is wonderful. The um, two shows that I've gone to, I really did enjoy them. Also this year, December 18th, 2016 at 3.30 p.m. There's a Christmas program, Celebration of Love. It's their annual holiday program at Believers International Ministries. I went to one last year. It was. Wonderful, it was a nice show So do you remember when the Steppers went at the church Last year oh, They have I um, again this year And It's the address of 6525 South R.L. Thornton Freeway Dallas, Texas 75232 Again that is Celebration of Love Annual Holiday Program It's the Believers International Ministries 6525 South R.L. Thornton Freeway, Dallas, Texas, 75232. It was a very good program last year. They fed people afterwards. It's it's free. And um, so if you don't have anything to do on the 18th, that would be um, a great outing for the family, Christmas outing. I want to thank you all for listening today as we talked about domestic violence and abuse against men. Uh, Feel free to contact myself or Stephanie. My number is 214-454-2933. Hers is 817-320-2571. Our email address is We Are Survivors Foundation at Gmail Our website is We Are Survivors And we just want to thank God that you are that you listen today or if you replay, just thank you so much. Uh this is gonna be really off the wall and different, but I'm gonna say go cowboys, because the Cowboys play today and we are Oh my goodness. Beating up on everybody. I wanna give my shout out to the Cowboys. Go Cowboys. All for joining our show today. You all have a blessed evening. Thank you, Stephanie. Talk to you soon. With free next day delivery from Staples you can run your business like a pro you can guarantee the marketing department that they'll get their supplies tomorrow and guarantee the accounting department that they'll be delivered free with free next day delivery you'll have the ability to move deadlines up and adjust budgets down go to staples.com and get the office essentials you need delivered next day for free staples it's pro time orders over 49.99 placed by 5 p.m excludes weekends and holidays eligible items only